you know, if, if I had a list of all the things that I did wrong in my time at Postlight, this podcast would not be happening. <laughs> <laughs> right, we would have Truly. very long lists. Welcome to the Postlight Podcast. I'm Gina Trapani. I am the CEO of Postlight. And as always, I'm joined by my partner and the president of Postlight, Chris Lasacco. Hey, Chris. Hey, Gina. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. I'm excited to talk to you today about We had a whole pregame this, this episode before <laughs> the episode. And then we said, let's just turn this into Let's just record this. <laughs> let's just record this. Yeah, yeah. We talk to each other so much that it's hard to know, you know, when are we... Yeah, when do we draw the line? When between... are we having a meeting versus doing a podcast episode? Yeah, I mean, th- we were talking this morning about something that we've been working on at Postlight actually for a long time, and that is accountability. Yes. Like, when things go wrong at work or at a team or on a project, which they do... I don't I don't mean to interrupt you. No, no, can please. Just, can we just take a second to sit there, like... Things go wrong. Things go wrong. Sometimes it just feels like people don't expect that there's going to be curveballs that are thrown your way. I guess it's a normal reaction, but it's it should not be a surprise that not everything is going to go smoothly 100% of the time. This is such an important... That's great. <laughs> the expectation should be that things are going to go wrong. It should be a surprise when nothing goes wrong, right? Because right. you're dealing with human beings and complicated projects and relationships and business and capitalism and uh, world events, all the things. There's always going to be something that goes wrong. So it's funny because when you when you say like things are going to go wrong, there's this immediate feeling of like, oh... There was a failure and I'm a bad person and like right. I'm good. And it's not that. Things it's just not go that. wrong. We expect right. that things are going to go wrong. Right. What's important though is how you react to the thing that went wrong and how you make it right and how you avoid that particular thing mm-hmm. going wrong in the future. Yes. And the only way that you can figure those two things out is say, why did this thing go wrong? Like, who missed the mark? What part yeah. of our process, you know, what, what part of our process missed the mark? What part of the, our approach missed the mark? What part of our team or, or members of the team? Like, and it's funny because, you know, I said to you this morning, I said, you know, there's a difference between accountability and the blame game, right? Exactly. Like, it's not about pointing fingers and saying, well, this person needed to do this and that person, you know, because we're in a work context and these are difficult and tenuous times and, you know, no, this isn't about like stringing someone up in the, you know, virtual town square or Not like, at putting all. a scarlet letter on someone's chest or saying, you know, like that's like you failed at your, you're bad at your job. Like you get an F. It's not about that. It's about how do we grow? How do we learn and grow as an organization, as a team, as people? Right. Yes. My son's kindergarten teacher used to say, I love mistakes because mistakes are an opportunity to yes. learn something and get better. And it's so true. And this is the idea behind, you know, growth mindset and all these kinds of things, right? The idea that, yes, things are inevitably going to go bad, but you're exactly right. It's, it can't be a finger pointing game and it can't, it also can't be, you know, if someone does make a mistake and there's an adverse impact on the team, we can't feel like, oh, we're going to villainize that person in order to, I don't know, feel better about ourselves or whatever it is. We have to take it as a moment of banding together and saying, let's have an honest look at this, at what what went awry and how we could prevent it as a team, as a group, 
and then move forward. Yes. And especially in a professional context, even just in your like regular life, you're going to have to work with people and interact with people and, you know, be productive even when you're working with someone who, you know, there was a problem with. And and the more you make it the personal attack kind of finger pointing, mm-hmm. so, the harder it's going to be to get on the other side of it. Yes. Or the more you make it like, I, you know, I'm just helpless. Like this person, this didn't happen the way it should happen. And this process isn't set up well. And and that client didn't deliver on the thing. And you know what? I mean, what was I supposed to do? This just right. didn't, right? This that's helpless a, feeling. There's like a little bit of helpless, like the world happened to me. And that's what led to my failure or my missing the mark. I'm not going to call it failure. It, it's funny because like, I mean, as leaders, a big part of our job is creating a culture and a dynamic and a space and relationships between team members and relationships with our clients where we can say the way we approach this, miss the mark. Here's right. why. Here's how. Here's what we're doing to fix it. And thank you for, you know, for, for giving me the chance to say, like, this is how we're going to avoid this in the future. Yes. That is a very vulnerable moment. It's, it's, it's very vulnerable to say, like, I messed up. If I could do this over again, I would do it differently. Like I, I've learned something from this. And it's very rare to hear a, an individual in particular say this. And we should talk about individual versus team dynamics, right? Because there's like a diffusion Absolutely. of responsibility. I think, I think sometimes it happens with the team. So no one is really accountable, but everybody's accountable. You know, <laughs> there's right. like that. If I'm, you know, if I'm in a, like a performance review situation, I think people, what people worry about, of course, they're going to, I'm going to look bad in front of my boss. I'm not going to get that promotion that I wanted. I'm going to get a ding on my right. review. You know, I'm not, I'm going to look bad, right? I'm going to look bad. I'm going to look bad. And, you know, t- to me, you know, as a, as a manager, if I have someone come into their performance review and say, in my self-assessment, I think that I have done just an absolute amazing job. And, you know, everything has gone so right. Let me read you the laundry list of my accomplishments. Let me read. And here's the thing. I love the laundry list of accomplishments because truly I want to celebrate accomplishments. But when it's not coupled (laughs) with and I, you know, there are a couple of real big learning moments for me along the way. Like Exactly. Here's where I'm weak and, and here are the muscles that I'm trying to build. And here's how I'm trying to build them. That to me is not a date. That that is that to me signals self-awareness, maturity, growth mindset, a sense that I understand the path that that I'm on and that I want to be on. Like that is to me an A plus. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, awareness is the right word. And you're right that it is, it is an extremely vulnerable place to be in when you know that you have contributed or or you've done something that's like, well, that wasn't great. And, And you've contributed to things going off the rails, but even though it's maybe a little counterintuitive because it feels like if you own up to it, then you're going to alienate your teammates. You're going to push away your client. You're going to, there's good. You're going to look bad, right? Like you said, there's all of these like negative, but actually what happens is it could be an incredibly positive moment. It yes. can be the team coming together or the person realizing here's how I improve on this in the future. But the first step is you have to, like acknowledge it and embrace it. Yes. And that is so hard for people to do. But I I have the same reaction. Like when, when someone comes into their review and they say, here are the things that I feel like are really going well. Here's the things that I, you know, that didn't go well and that I really still need to work on. And even better, here's how I'm working on them. Oh, that is like gold. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing. But it's this, it's this idea. You know, I remember when this was a while ago, but I, I think it was Etsy was really talking about the idea of like a, a blameless postmortem. So mm. when something went wrong, the team would come together and they would talk very 
direct, like openly and directly and bluntly about the things that led to whatever the problem was, right? The site went down and here are the steps that happened for the site to go down. But it was never about here's what this person didn't do or he, he we're going to make sure we all point the finger at, you know, Joe from DevOps or Susie right. from IT. It was It's not that. It is about getting to the objective truth so that you can improve on that objective truth without having to assign blame right. and hold someone responsible. There's a difference between accountability and and punishment. And yes. you want to hold people accountable without unnecessarily, you know. Singling out, punishing, you know, right. Like making it personal. Making it personal. That's right. Right. This is the thing that, that we did. This is the thing we could do differently. There is though, like in particularly in the kinds of teams that we staff. So we staff cross-functional teams. You've got product manager, designer, engineer, all working together on a thing. And everyone shares responsibility for all the things, for testing, you know, engineers, you know, make sure that the design is possible. Designers make sure that the thing that they're, that, that is being built by the engineers, it actually meets their, everybody is kind of responsible for the whole experience. This is something yes. that we've, we've really hammered home with our teams, like from, from the get-go. There are no silos. We don't throw things over walls. We're all responsible for the outcome. One of the things that's hard, though, is that if something does go wrong, if we miss a deadline, if the thing isn't at the level of quality that it should have been, if we mismanage expectations, the client expected to see one thing and we delivered another, there can be a sense of like, you know, each person on the team points to the other people on the team and says, well, you know, this didn't happen, you know, design didn't do this, product didn't do this. And so then it affected my work. And so there's a diffusion of responsibility a little bit, whereas... yes. Because this is the thing. It's usually not one person. It's ne- it's almost never one person on a team. that. Cl- it's usually a combination of things that missed the mark that led to a big problem. That's so right. The, the you know responsibility and accountability actually is shared. But I always worry that individuals aren't taking away like, I'm going to look out for these things in the future and like raise the flag a little sooner. Like I, now that this happens to me, like I know something about – something that can go wrong in a team that I didn't know before. And now I'm going to take this forward and learn from it. Right. There is like a kind of an individual growth moment when a team goes wrong. So like, I love the idea of a blameless postmortem, but I also think it's really powerful for someone to say, you know what, my approach to this, I could, I should have done better. I could have done better. I feel, I feel like I want to make a list of all the things that I've done wrong. Like I have, <laughs> I have not listened carefully Listen, in meetings. Of, I have shown up unprepared. Right. I have, all of our I have lists been would distracted, be tired, hungry. I have, you know, not treated someone with as much empathy. I mean, like I, all the things, I've made all the mistakes. <laughs> yes. Same, same yeah. for me. Yeah. Hopefully when, when a team has a discussion like this, it does boil down to each individual taking something away Away. for themselves. Even if the thing they're taking away is like, I need to be more supportive of this other person who's really working on this area of growth. Like, okay, then that's what you're taking away. But a moment of growth for the team is a moment of growth for each individual on that team. And you have to be able to acknowledge that and internalize that rather than saying, I can get off scot-free because, you know, it's really Johnny over there. It was, yeah. Yeah. There's this, right, this this abdication of responsibility that's not actually helpful, right? You, Yes, you want to get to the truth of the matter, but you also need to realize that, like, human beings are complicated. And right. when you're working together, you've got to... Everybody plays a part. Everybody plays a part. Mm-hmm. That's exactly right. That's It's so funny. Like, we've talked on the podcast before about how we're not dogmatic about, like, an agile process. We don't do strict scrum most of the time. Like, we're not... But 
I do think the idea of running a regular retrospective, this is where I think part of where that comes from is that it should be a regular part of the team's process that they talk about what can be better, right? What can, what issues do we have and how can we resolve them so that we can put them behind us, put, put them behind everyone, every individual. And I think the best teams figure out the right way to do that and the right cadence to do that so that they're not ignoring these issues on a regular basis, but they're also not waiting for them to, you know, escalate to a point where they have to say it becomes an arguing match about all, all the other people who are not doing things right. Right. I want to say just a bit about about escalation, because often when when problems, when, say, a client flare up makes it to you and me, like lots of things have gone. That's true. Lots of little things have have built up over time and it turned into a I'm not a big sports fan. But the metaphor that I think of is like, you know, in baseball, when it's like that, that that fly ball. Right. And you've got that outfielder. It's like, I got it. I got it. I got it. And they're like running, 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 running. And the other outfielder's right there. And they like give them space. And then like, and it's like, I don't got it. And then like the ball drops and it's like, it's, it's a mess or whatever. Yeah. I, I think like a big part of accountability and responsibility is, you know, we have a saying in post light, like bad news shared early. It's just, is news. just news is like, you know, saying sooner rather than later. Like, I, I don't got this. Uh, right. Like, I actually don't got this. I can see I'm looking ahead in the future and I don't got this. And I, and I really want to say that I got this because everybody in this room wants to hear me say that I got this. But I'm pretty sure I don't got this. So, like, is there another plan? And so, you know, ideally, you don't get to the place where there's been a huge flare up and you're doing the postmortem and the site has gone down. And it's, you know, it really everything sort of, you know, came together and mounted up, you know, for a big failure. But that's something I think about a lot is like, let's ra- raise your hand earlier when it's much less of a big exactly. deal. It's a lot easier to address something when you're like, I just have, I have an inkling about this and I would rather get it resolved now than when it becomes a five alarm fire. That's right. And we, and we see this, you know, like engineering is typically at the farther end of the bill, like closer up to the deadline. Right. So like if things happen upstream, often engineers kind of bear, you know, if things are late in the beginning of the process. Often engineers sort of bear the burden of that. Right. And it's like, okay, we missed a deadline because we over-designed or we mismanaged scope up, up front. But like, I, I, you know, I didn't see that coming. And it turns out that the, you know, the, the engineering works doesn't take a lot longer and, and you ha- there has to be like the whole way, right. Everyone's got to be like, I understand the scope. I see the design. I believe this is feasible. My estimates are realistic and not too optimistic, right? Yep. But, the, and, but this is a constant work in progress. It's a constant work in progress. I also think just addressing these things, even if it does build up a little bit and become a little bigger than ideally it should have been, you have to address them. You have to address them head on and realize that mm-hmm. you're going to be better for it after the fact. And there's a way to do this where it's not – like sometimes because it's uncomfortable, you can get into this place where, well, I, you know, I don't know exactly how to bring this up. So maybe I'll talk to that person's manager or maybe I'll talk to HR or maybe I'll talk to resource management and figure out how to like get this. But yeah. ideally it's you go directly to the person, you say in as neutral a way as possible, here's an issue that I'm having and I want to work through it. And if you can set the expectation up front, the reason that I'm bringing this up is because – X, right? Define the goal. I want to clear the air and put this behind us. I want to resolve this issue so that we can work more smoothly. I want to identify a different way of working together because the way that we're communicating right now is not working. Like Not working. Right. Mm -hmm. Set that up and then have the discussion in a very sort of frank, 
way and, and not in a finger pointing way in a goal oriented. Here's what we want on the other side of this way, because it's not, a, I mean, it's just like in personal relationships. Like oftentimes yes. it's far better to, to think about where you want to be than to try to litigate who was right. Because yes. who was right in a lot of instances doesn't matter. <laughs> what you want is yeah. the more productive. Here's where, here's where we're going to be once we've put this behind us. And then once it's behind you, it's got to be behind you. This is key. You can't come back, right? You can't come back and say, oh, but you know, that time, remember, remember that when time? your estimate was and way like, off? Like that's right. It's like, whoa, whoa, we discussed it. I want to go back to the point at which you're leading up to this discussion. When things are stressful, things can get hot, right? Like, sure. things, and, 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 and folks are stressed and things are going wrong and they're feeling defensive and they're feeling like, was this my fault? And do I look bad? Was it, was it their fault? And is the client going to fire us? Am I going to get fired? People tend to, you know, and this is totally natural. Sometimes you show up in ways that, you know, you say things maybe in a harsher way or you say things that you regret or that you wouldn't have handled. You know, sometimes people don't show up in their, as their best selves in a stressful situation. Yeah. That's completely normal. Completely normal. So sometimes these discussions are like, hey, you said this thing and I didn't feel good bother about me. that. Like, yeah. I don't, that's not bother me. That's not how I want to work with my colleagues. And then there's a moment where you say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I came off that way, yes. right? We have a part of our, one of our mission values is one of, one of our values. We accept apologies. Like, like I think like creating a culture where you say, I'm sorry, I did that the way that I did that. Like that, that was not what I meant to do. And then the person to say, I accept your apology. You can apologize and you accept the apology. Part of accepting an apology is now that is resolved. Yes. That is behind us. You acknowledged, I accepted, and now we are moving forward, right? It isn't like, I can't believe that guy said that thing to me six months ago. I'm going to add this to my list of grievances, <laughs> reasons why grievances, right? Like I'm going to hold a grudge and this is, you know, this is on my list of things, the reasons why you're not good. And when stuff comes up later, like when there's been an apology and a discussion and a reset and move forward and then things come up again, that's always a red yes. flag for me. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. <laughs> because, you know, truly people change and grow. That I believe that you Me have too. to, give, you know, give people a second chance, maybe not a third chance, but a second <laughs> chance at least. <laughs> right. So that's that putting it like this is now in the past and we're moving forward, I think, is really is really key. I always get worried when I hear about ancient history getting dug up after the reset conversation. That's not, that's not good. That's not accountability. Right. A high functioning team doesn't mean nothing goes wrong for that team. A high functioning right. team is able to recover. Exactly. See it's the issues, deal with the issues, and then move on and, reco- and, and recover and be, and be better for it, frankly, a lot of the time. Yeah. And that's what we should be striving for. That's, what the, you know, that's the culture we're trying to build here. And I think it's, a, it's something we all should be like working towards is resiliency when it comes to issues coming up interpersonally or externally, figuring out how to identify them, deal with them, and move on. You know, I think about the Amazon thing, disagree and commit. Right. When Mm. maybe one of the ways to move on is you don't actually get to a common like maybe you don't have to actually win somebody else over or they win you over. Sometimes the right answer is we're not going to agree on this. And that's okay because we have trust, you know, as team members and we're going to decide on a solution and we're going to disagree about it, but we're going to commit to it. We're going to all row in that direction, even though like this isn't necessarily how I want to do it. I trust you and I'm with the team. I'm part of the team. So I'm going to row. I'm going to be rowing in that direction. Exactly. And everybody agrees if that direction turns out to be the wrong direction, there's no finger pointing. 
There's no right. I told There's you no so. I told you so. No. Right. Oh, the I told you so. Right. Yeah, yeah. No. You have to put that behind you and say, okay, this was the choice we made. It didn't work. We're going to redirect gonna and go else. in a different direction. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's huge. Disagree, commit is, is you know, sometimes we have to say to our leader, you know, there have been big decisions and we've said, and we've had leaders be like, I have, I have doubts. Okay, tell me about the doubts. Let's talk it through. Here's why. And it's like, okay, need you to dis- disagree and commit here. Like, can you do that? Yeah. Right. And that commit piece means that you don't, that I told you so, you give up the right to I told you so. You, you give up the right to I told you so. I mean, this happens between yeah. you and me. I, luckily, we we agree on like 98% of the decisions that we're making. But sometimes yeah. we disagree and we have to just say, okay, like we're going to, you know, I think that's one of the reasons why we work very well as a partnership is because we've acknowledged yes. that like if one of us makes a call, even if the other one doesn't, isn't 100% on board, we're going to go in that direction. And if it yes. works, Yahtzee, it worked. And if it right. doesn't work, okay, we're going to figure out together what how to pivot. <laughs> it's funny. You, I mean, you've never said, like, if we made a decision and it was the wrong decision or I made a call and it was the wrong call and we disagreed and we went my way and it was, I, you've never said, like, I told you so. But there have been times when I've been like, wow. Like, I'll rewind in my head. We had this conversation. Chris disagreed for these reasons. He was right. That's really interesting. I under-indexed on these things that he said, and he saw right. it, and I didn't. So, like, that's a growth moment for me. So it's not like, but it, but that growth moment doesn't come from you being like, you know, I told you so. Exactly. I wanted to go the other way. Right. right. This like is that, the, the, that has to come from inside of me. Like, he was right. We discussed this, and he was right. right. And that's interesting. What was it that he caught that I missed? All right, next time, I'm going to make sure that I, you know, weigh, weigh these variables a little bit differently than I did. He, that's exactly it. Because I, I feel like the reverse is true. There have been times where you you are ahead of me. And I, I, I can picture coming to you and being like, oh, I see now what you were three steps ahead and I just wasn't there. And so we were, there was friction about it, but then, you know, we ultimately get to the place and I'm like, oh, I was just, I needed to take a few more hops and I hadn't taken those hops. But then, but you're absolutely right. That if my reaction was, you know, Told to- so. right. Thought about or it. Yeah. you shouldn't have pushed me or whatever it was, then, then I can't believe you wasted all this time and effort. Exactly. If you just listen to me. Then I miss yeah. out. Then the opportunity that I have to say, oh, this is something that I can watch out for, you know, because yeah. this business, it's like, there's a lot of the same patterns, you know, and if yeah. you don't learn and recognize, you know, when you're, when that's going to come up again, you've, it's a huge opportunity that you've squandered. Absolutely. The, the, like you're ahead of me on this or I'm behind you on this. Like that's something we say to one another a lot because you and I sometimes just spend more cycles on different things. Right. And sometimes we have to catch one another up and it's like, Oh, I hadn't thought about that. Right. I think that's, that's, that's important. I think this is, you know, I think, I think it's extremely important. I think it's especially true for leaders when you think about like people who are, you know, are running a group or even running a team. It's often yeah. you have to be you know, fast forwarding a little bit and thinking about the future. And that, that can be tricky, right? And it can be tricky Mm -hmm. then to make sure that you've got, say in a project team context, it can be tricky to make sure that you've got the whole team then oriented around, you know, your line of thinking that may be a month out or three months out or six months out. There's one other dark pattern that I've observed Mm. (laughs) that I think is worth talking about, which is when there, when something goes wrong, and there's air that needs to be cleared. It's important for that to happen as soon as possible and then resolve it earlier, you know, the better. But as soon as possible. These are often hard conversations that people avoid. If you're an avoider, I'm an avoider. I'm a people pleaser and a little bit of a conflict avoider. Mm-hmm, me too. It's hard to force yourself to have these conversations. It's so important, though, to have them soon when the th- all the things that have happened are fresh. Yeah. Because here's the dark pattern that I've, that I've observed. The thing happens... 
folks kind of gloss it over. Maybe there's a couple of individual conversations. The, the heat of the moment diffuses. It's sort of in the past. And then months later, it pops up in another context. And now you're relitigating the details of a thing that happened months ago. Everyone's memory of it is different, right? Because like bad stress like burns memories in your brain like a particular way. It's kind of hazy. And then this this litigation thing, it's like we've said that like we don't want to relitigate <laughs> this thing that happened back here, you know? That is a very dark pattern. You're and so then you're right. arguing, well, this happened with that happened. People looking up old emails and I got receipts and this is actually what oh. happened. And now you're just like, that's so funny. I, I've been watching this. Uh, there's a Showtime uh, series called Couples Therapy where it's like a re- it's a therapist here in New York City. They're real couples. They fit, they agreed to have their sessions filmed. And one of her great, and she's so good, this, this therapist. Oh, that's fascinating. But like you'll see couples descend into this like tit for tat. Well, no, on Saturday you said this. And no, you said you'd wake up early so we go to the brunch. But that hasn't happened in like six months. It's like, what do you mean? We did that last. <laughs> and they can start like like litigating these like details of things that happen. And this therapist, Orna, who is I love like my, my therapist love, uh, <laughs> she'll say like, let's pause. This is not productive. Like I can tell you, I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been helping couples for a really long time. And I can tell you that litigating the details of what happened or didn't happen actually is not productive and not a good use of our time. Let's talk about how you're feeling about where things are and, and oh, where those feelings are coming from. I love from. this. Oh, yeah. love this. Love this person. Anyway, uh, we'll, link it in the, <laughs> we'll link it in the show notes. But that relitigation of the details of what happened and what they meant months later Oh, it's such a waste of time. It's a waste. And whenever I see a team going down that road, I just, I see, you know, I, the typical CEO thing, I just see money and time getting wasted. Right. Like, burned I'm like, this up. is <laughs> burned because up. Because what, right, what right, is right. the best case scenario? Like, you list right. all the things and then the other person is like, well, I guess you're right. The evidence has been presented yes, right. and. The evidence has been presented and the jury has has their verdict. Right. And now we can <laughs> right. move forward productively. It That has never happened once in, in human <laughs> history. Never. It just doesn't work like that. Even right. though, uh, you know, I'm guilty of this too. Like I have absolutely done this where I'm like, but what about. Yes. Bu- 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 and I do the bulleted list. And, uh, and, yes. <laughs> uh, but I love that the therapist moment where it's like, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Let's not even go right. down this path, right? right. Where are we Let's now? Let's break out the calendars and see the last time that you took her out for brunch. Like, right. that's not what the that's issue is not what the right issue now. Is. Right. right. Yeah. Accountability is tough. Accountability I mean, is tough. Like, creating this culture is very hard, right? Like, there has to be a safe space. It has to be an expectation. Like, if you screw up, you're going to apologize. Then you're going to accept it. We're going to move forward. We tell each other. We give each other direct feedback early. We move and grow together. This isn't like, uh, you know, who gets the trophy versus who gets the scarlet letter. That's not this game that we're playing. We're all here to learn and grow and help our clients and work together productively. Right. That's a tough environment to create, especially, I have to say, in a remote context, it's harder, right? It's absolutely harder. You can't build relationships. You know, for teams that have gotten the chance to spend some in-person time together and build those relationships, it's a lot easier. But it's very hard to build those relationships from scratch when you're looking at boxes on screens. It just It's one of the things that has been a struggle, frankly, as we've all yes. adapted to, you know, living in Zoom. I mean, you and I have, we have a really a healthy dynamic in this sense, not because we're like more evolved human beings. We've worked together for a long time. That's true. Like we've built trust and credibility over time. And I know that when some, you know, when you're off for a day, I can tell that you're off. Like that's not where you're usually at. And I'm like, oh, something must be going on. Like, and, and that is a thing that builds over time, right? So you have a new team member, a new client, you know, we have the movie model where different groups of teams come together. Come together. Yep. Folks haven't worked together before. And, and it's, and you have to establish that, that trust and that psychological safety to be able to be like, I, I didn't realize this was the expectation. I didn't do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do it going forward. My bad. Like, let's move on. Right. That's a big deal. Right. 
hopefully what people are taking away from this, right, this is not anti-accountability. We want, right. you know, teams and team members do need to be held accountable for their roles. And, and we do want to get to the truth of things so that we can right. identify our mistakes and learn from them and make sure that they get better in the future. Like those are all very positive things. But don't play the blame game. And if you see right, your team right. finger pointing, you got to stop it and redirect it into that's something right. that's going to be more productive. That's right. Absolutely. I feel so much better now that we talked about this <laughs> on the podcast. Thanks for doing this episode with me. <laughs> uh, it's oh. just, it's, it's great. Maybe there's someone listening to this who feels like they're dealing with finger pointing. I see this dynamic on my team and we spend our time trying to figure out who's bad at their job versus how to solve this problem. Oh gosh, we love this stuff. We, we want to hear that story. We want to hear from you. And we want to help you make it better. We will get in the room with you and say, let's not let's not do it this way anymore. It doesn't have to be like this. Right. We can get to That's a better, right. not only a better process, but like a better working dynamic so that things feel better day to day and a lot more software gets shipped. If you'd love to talk to us about this, please send us a note. Hello at postlight.com. Chris and I read every note that comes through. We love hearing folks who are dealing with these kinds of problems of, you know, team culture, working well together and building software in, you know, modern way. Uh, we love this stuff. Get in touch. Hello at postlight.com. And thanks for listening. Thanks, Chris. I feel so much better now. Like I'm a, I'm a whole Zen mindset for the rest of the day. So just thank you. Thank you. For <laughs> You're this. welcome. And thank you. Time to get back to work. All right. <laughs> Bye.